Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this week we are doing the very much requested Return to Me from 2000, written and directed by Bonnie Hunt and co-written by Don Lake. No clue who that is. Um, Yeah, this, you know, uh, the world survived Y2K and then this movie came out. So here we all are. We all are in this world with this this movie. This is the only feature film to be directed by... Bonnie Hunt, and it stars David Duchovny, Minnie Driver, Carol O'Connor, known as Archie Bunker from All in the Family, Robert Loggia, David Allen Greer for some reason, Jim Belushi, and Joelle Richardson, most known for Nip Tuck, I believe. Yes. Yes. So it's a pretty stacked cast, you know, a lot of lot of characters, a lot of colorful characters with big personalities. Bonnie Hunt is in the movie also. And um, she's great in the movie. She's fantastic. I don't think I've ever seen her not be great. Yeah, she's always great. Yeah, she's very charismatic on screen. Um, yeah, and and this this movie starts off pretty dang sad. Um, David Duchovny is married to Joelle Richardson, and they both work at a zoo. She works um, with the animals and he works constructing um he's an architect he's an architect and so he like designs parts of the zoo and they're working on a habitat for a new primate house and it's kind of like his wife's uh passion project and he's helping her and she just wants like a home for the gorillas and it's very it's very sweet it's all very nice and also this is set in chicago which i did not know but now (laughs) Now I get it. Yeah, this seems seems. Does this seem like Chicago to you? Yeah, it does. I mean, Jim Belushi's in the movie, which makes it seem very Chicago because the Belushi brothers in Chicago and Second City and all of that. But it does have a Chicago vibe. Like the the restaurant feels very Chicago. Mm. Um, but yeah, they they so they work they work at the zoo and, um. They're excited about this new habitat. She's worried because they really need, you know, to Funding. raise the right amount yeah. of funds. And so they have this event where she gives a speech and it's like a fundraising event. And then she is killed in a car crash, leaving the event. And her heart is transplanted into an artist named Grace, who is played by Minnie Driver. And, and she's suffered from heart disease since she was like 14. And so this is like the heart that saves her life. Yeah. Like she's been in and out of the hospital a lot. And at the point where she got the heart, she was like near death and like basically was making plans for if she passed. You know, she's talking to her family. She's talking to her sister, Bonnie Hunt, like as if she's going to die. Best friend, Bonnie Hunt. Yes. Oh, I always thought of yeah. I mean, they seem like family. That's so funny. Everyone in this movie seems like family. I think the whole movie, I assumed that they were sisters. No, I totally see that. Wow, wow, that's an incredible friendship. Bonnie Hunt has like a very sister vibe. She does, ride or die for you. Because that's actually funny. One of the things I thought watching the movie, I was like, this is such a great um, picture of sisterhood, Um, like actual sisters. 
but they're not sisters in it. Yeah, so they're that's, so close. That's even and funnier. Like, and like Jim Belushi plays Bonnie Hunt's husband, and he's also so close to Minnie Driver. And there's a scene where like he like later on he thinks that David Duchovny is cheating, and he's just like ready to beat that. Oh, ass. he is so ready. He's like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna go like show <laughs> that fucker. Like I'm in your corner, like a hundred percent. And like they're like, wait, slow down, boy. Like we have to tell it's you what's like, actually going so, on. Yeah, it's very. Everyone's very close in this movie. Like I think. It's kind it of has a, a very comforting vibe. Yeah. The movie has a very comforting, homey feeling. It, yeah, it's very white in a way that kind of irritated me, but it was also just like charming in a lot of ways too, because it's just everyone wants everybody to be all right. Everybody's all up in each other's shit, and it's a it's in a way that's like very cute. Yeah, it's very cute. It's very like, you know, it takes a village. It's it's that vibe. It's like everyone's in each other's business because they know that they need each other and, you know, that people need community. And so, you know, when when a mini driver gets the heart, it's obviously huge good news. And it means that she can leave the hospital and she can work once more at the restaurant that the family restaurant, which is like it's an Irish Italian. It is called it's an Italian restaurant called O'Reilly's. Yeah. <laughs> which I think it's great, which is basically owned by um, Carol O'Connor, Archie Bunker. And another thing, just in case, you know, for the youths out there, Carol O'Connor. He played Archie Bunker. He's known for that. He's known for playing this bigoted character. Carol O'Connor himself was actually a woke king. And I think that it's very important that we know this. And the reason why he was able to play Archie so well is because like he understood that type of man and was able to play it so well. But he did not believe the things that he said on that show. Yeah. It's an important delineation to make. Yes. And I have a deep affection for him. And I was very happy to see him. Yeah. And this was was, great. And this is his final film role before he died. So this is like a big. Well, this was a nice, this was a nice one to get. Yeah, this was a nice one for him. Like all of the old men, him, Robert Lowe. They all just had fun. They are having a great time. And they're just being charming and they're like, (laughs) they're like razzing people. They're giving people shit. They're giving each other shit. Like they all know that they have screen presence. You know, they're having a good time and I appreciate it. Yeah. And I do love this idea of just like you can kind of tell who Bonnie Hunt likes the most. It seems like these old men. Oh yeah, absolutely. That he, that she likes. The oh most. yeah, because there's so many. I, I was saying this earlier before we started recording. Um, I was I was saying to Kyle, I was like, this movie, like I felt, I enjoyed it. I thought it was delightful in a lot of ways. I will get into the things that I didn't think were done well. Um, in a minute, but it's way too long. It's two hours long, and there is easily 30 to 40 minutes they could have cut because there would just be five minute scenes of these older men just talking and it didn't really add anything it but, definitely uh, yeah. wasn't needed for the plot but it's just like Bonnie Hunt just likes them and she just wants them to hang out on screen <laughs> yeah. you know and and like I respect that I don't think that it makes the movie better per se but I understand why she did that um yeah, so so Mini Driver gets the heart of David Duchovny's dead wife, you know, as you do. Um, and, you know, the movie, the first, again, this goes back to how long the movie is, the first 30 minutes at least, they're, they're completely separate, and the movie will show, like, David Duchovny grieving, and, like, his best friend Charlie is always just trying to get him to go out, and Charlie's just like, hey, come on, you know, you gotta have a beer, you gotta, like, maybe maybe go on dates, maybe meet women, like, yeah, you know, you can't just be sad and alone. David Alan Greer in this movie is so interesting. It's almost like Bonnie Hunt just, like, it's just like, okay, well, we can't have all white people, so they're gonna bring in 
David Allen Greer. And he seems so weird in this movie. He's like the one presence that I'm just like, is he playing? Like, is this his approximation of a black man who only has white friends? Because that's the way that he acts, I find to be so funny. It is really funny. He's like always surrounded by white women. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I think there's only one scene where he interacts with a black woman. And like, he interacts with a lot of different women in this movie. So it's not like, oh, he just has a white girlfriend. It's like, no, this is just a lot of white women in his life. And like, when he sends David to come out on a date to like get over his wife, it's like this like weird white woman where it's like, how does he even know her? It's yeah, it's this random <laughs> white woman. And when he talks about her before the date, when 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 David Allen Greer talks about her, he's like, yeah, you know, like she's she's like a lawyer or something. Blah blah. blah. Great yeah. body. Blah blah blah. Great body. And then when they're on the date, like she's awful, but she has like cleavage. Like that's yeah, basically like, it. That's like what he means she has like, a great horrible body. personality. She's a horrible person. Like she's like nice mean boobs. to the server who yes. ends up being mini driver. Yes, and it's like this thing where it's like she she can't she doesn't want tap water. She, well, she can't have Swiss water. That's what she says. She can't have Swiss water because yeah. it makes her sick. It makes her sick, and she has this whole like bougie story about like a trip and uh, making her sick and she's like very threatened by Minnie Driver because Minnie Driver and David Duchovny make eye contact and he's like do I know you and it's like genuinely like he's trying to figure out if he knows her and then she's kind of flirting back and so his date is like immediately like okay power play I'm gonna put the server in her place so she makes this whole big fuss about water and David Duchovny is like obviously not into this woman. This is another thing with David Allen Greer. It's like he's just kind of like <laughs> he's just kind of like not like he doesn't seem to care that his friend is super not into this woman. He's like, can you just have fun with me? <laughs> um, yeah. So there's this whole thing where like David Duchovny goes to like call a friend to help bail him out of this awful date, and then he sees that Minnie Driver is like basically giving the woman the water she doesn't want. Oh, yeah. No, Mini Driver does, like, the number one server trick. Which she is does. Just, like, she's just, like, she gets, like, the bottle of Aquafina, and then she pours out the water and then just puts tap water in it to basically prove a point. It's great. It's great. <laughs> I loved, I did love that, like, the movie did really seem to understand what it feels like to be a service worker. Like, yes, as a person like, who has served, yes, like, this, as is well. some, this is some shit that I would do. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I've definitely done this kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, it, it was that was a great moment. And David Duchovny sees her doing this, and he like totally like nods, like he respects her. Like they're having, they have a good flirtation chemistry. Um, and so he comes back to the table, and he ends up getting a call. But the call is the call that he asked his friend to give him, um, yes. so that he can leave the date because this woman is insufferable. And David Allen Greer is just like trying to get laid with this other random white woman. And so he's just like, wait, why are you leaving? Yes, and, it's, and like, it's wild. Yeah. So he just David Duchovny's just lying. He's like, oh, I got to go to work. I, like, they, yeah, they have like, it's like, you're an architect, dude. Like, you're not an EMT. Like, he's like, ah, I got to go be an architect. Um, and like, David Allen Greer like falls, follows him outside and is like, dude, I know you're full of it. Like, come on, like, just like drink wine. He's like, just get drunk. He basically tells him, just get drunk enough. You want to have sex with this woman. I'm like, uh, <laughs> and, and he's like, nah, but before he leaves, mini driver, like has like a cute moment with him where well, she's he like, orders an entire meal before leaving. So he has, so she has to give it to him. <laughs> yeah. She gives him a meal that he orders and like, um, 
she's like, it's on the house. Like, don't worry about it. And so, <laughs> you know, they have their cute moment and he leaves. And then uh, I guess in the heat of, of passion and by passion, I mean, trying to escape a date, he leaves his phone there. Yes, he does. His, his, his giant phone. His gigantic phone. Yeah, because this was 2000. So. so basically, he ends up, like, the the restaurant ends up calling the zoo. Um, I don't even know how they would know to do that. There's, yeah. like, you know, there's definitely some weird things with the plot where you're just like, okay, I guess I'm just going to suspend my disbelief. Um and so he's like, oh, a woman called. His coworker's like, oh, a woman called. Like, you left your phone at this restaurant. And he's like, oh, what woman? Is she, like, young or old? And the guy's like, dude, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And mind you, this is, like, already, like, 45, 50 minutes into the movie. Like, this is just, like, this is, like, almost an hour of stuff. Yeah. And it's that's all that has happened. Yeah, it's a very long movie for what this plot is. And there's so much of it, like, once they start dating, it's just, like, very clear that the entire movie would end faster if she was just, like, I'm, I have your wife's heart. There's also just the fact that, like, before she meets him, she's trying to send a note to the person whose heart, like, like she knows yeah. that she has someone's wife's heart. Right, she knows, yeah, she knows that, like, the woman whose heart she has is obviously dead because, you know, she couldn't live without the heart. Um and yeah, and she knows that there's like a widowed there's yeah, yeah. A, a widowed partner. Yeah, and she doesn't and know so, that it's him at first, but she finds out pretty quickly and then she just like doesn't tell him. Yeah, so basically it's like they start he he like goes to get his phone and they have this flirty exchange that takes a long time and the older men are being really funny and he asks her out on a date and like she has this whole thing she has these conversations with Bonnie Hunt about like what do I wear on a date like I've never really gone on dates you know because I've been sick but also like I have this surgical scar and so like I should cover that up because I don't want to bring that up on a first date you know talk about my heart transplant so there's this whole like thing where on the first few dates, like, she wears things that, like, cover it up. And then there's random times where it almost comes up and she's just like, no, 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 never mind, never mind. Because she gets nervous. Sure. So she still doesn't know that she has his dead wife's heart. And he definitely doesn't know. But we know. And we're just waiting. Like, there's a point where I think it's, like, an hour, 15 minutes, an hour, 20 minutes into this two-hour movie where I'm like, they still have not exchanged this information. I thought this information was going to be in the center. Like the movie waits so long for this information to happen. And basically what happens is like they, they're kind of falling for each other and they're moving very slow because she doesn't want to have sex because she has to like show his, her scar and share yeah, that she's part very, of her. Oh my God. So when they have their, <laughs> before they have their first kiss, he like, <laughs> He like I think like reaches to touch her chest and then she slaps him. <laughs> yeah, she does. And she doesn't want to tell him about the heart. And she doesn't want to tell him about the heart stuff. So then she makes up this weird excuse that has to do with having a dream about him, but it makes no sense. But of course, because this is rom com world, he's like taken by it and thinks it's really charming. Yeah. Um, which I mean, sure, like Mini Driver is really charming, but it is like it's just like I'm like I. I understand that this is vulnerable and you don't want him to think of you as sick or anything, but also cause that's a, a concern that she's expressed. She's yeah. like, once men know that I've had this transplant, they treat me different. I don't want that. But also you making up all these weird lies is yeah. that's also going to make stuff different, you know? So 
So I'm like, as as a viewer, and like I like both these characters. Like they're both very likable characters. Like he's a man who likes his work. He has a few friends. He really misses his wife and he loves his dog. He's like, like a wife. He, thing. Okay, so let's talk about David the company. This is a total wife guy. He's total wife guy. Yeah, like, absolutely. The way that he dates her, it's like he's so chaste. He's so kind. He's so patient. Like if there's a reason why I think because this is one of our most requested films might just be like people actually were attracted to David Duchovny in this movie. I'm not. But but it's also like in a way where I totally get it because yeah, he's like a absolutely. perfect gentleman he every is. step of the way. He's so patient, even when they like fight and then like don't talk for years they don't talk for two years at some point near the end right because she goes to italy i didn't think it was two years how long was it i thought it was just a few months ah they don't Mm. make it clear they don't make it clear um but yeah they're they're away from each other for a while and he's just like so i don't know it's like he like he like dances with her to sinatra the old men like there's a scene where the old men like put on sinatra and then they're just like dancing like in like the yard and like there's just like these like cute tables and he's just like spinning her around and it's so there's like no hint of sexual energy he's so polite yeah that's the thing is like and you believe it because like there's characters in movies where you're like that's i don't believe that you know or like i think that this guy has ulterior motives or or i don't believe that this couple has chemistry but with him and her you genuinely feel like they're very attracted to each other but you know she has this secret that he doesn't know yet and he is just like so excited about her and and i think part of it is like like you said he's a wife guy and also he's been grieving and he still is grieving and so i think for him it's almost nicer to have it be this kind of wholesome almost like i don't want to say childish because they're both definitely adults but yeah this chaste you know romance and so the, the way that she finds out that she has his dead wife's heart is that she had written a letter, um, but she didn't, I don't even think she put her name on it. Um, she definitely didn't put in a return address. I know. Cause I was like neurotic and looked at the envelope um, and she sees it um, in his, in his apartment. And yeah. like, while he's getting them popcorn or something, she like looks at it. And then she sees this clipping of this article about his wife dying. And she like completely starts to have a panic attack, which is understandable. Cause how the hell do you tell someone that you have their dead wife's heart? So then she like leaves in, in a rush and she's like, I gotta, I gotta go home. Like she has like her bike outside and she was planning to tell him that night about her heart, but now she can't because she knows that it's his wife's. And so she's just like, I gotta go. And she's like really, really, um, evasive and she's like he's he's like wait you know stay like what were you gonna tell me she's like no I gotta go and then she she goes to Bonnie Hunt's and like tells her and Bonnie Hunt's amazing yeah oh yeah (laughs) she's amazing for usual and 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 basically she's like no you gotta tell him like I know this is crazy but like you gotta tell him because you guys have such a great connection yeah, and I do love that. Like no one else really gets what the big deal is about the whole oh my secret gosh, of the heart. I know. And, I, and it's like, can you I'm, imagine hearing this and not being like, I would be fully subscribed to this. Like what? Like it's such it's such wild shit. And like the whole time I'm watching it, I'm just like, just fucking tell him he is like the calmest man on the planet he's like even when he does get upset it's like not he's not like mean to her or anything no like if there's anybody that you can when talk he gets to, upset he's like i need to go on a walk he's <laughs> like so, this is, he's such this an is, adult he's such an adult he's such an adult and like 
So she she basically kind of rehearses her lines with Bonnie Hunt, and then the next day she meets him, um, and they like meet in this garden, and she's like, "Hey, so I'm really sorry, like I ran out, but." I found something out and I did not know how to react and I, I still don't really know how to tell you. And so she just like blurts it out and she she reveals the note that she has like that she had sent him and like she had put it in her pants and she like shows him. She's like, that's from me. Like, I had no idea until I was at your house the other night. I had no idea that you, you know, were the widower. Um, and like and he's just like obviously in shock and he's like, I need to go like for a walk. And then she goes to Italy. Well, the whole thing is that she couldn't travel because of her heart condition. And so now that she has a good heart, she's able to go to Italy and paint. And there's like a whole thing where she's just like chilling there and like they're nuns and everybody's yeah. sweet. She's painting on rooftops. The nuns seem really fun. I would party yeah, with them love the fully. Nuns. And then like, you know, after he spends a lot of time brooding in like his like beautiful home. Like yeah, he's, he broods and he does end up telling David Allen Greer and he's just like, shit, dude. Yeah. David Allen Greer is like, I didn't know that this was the movie that I'm in. Yeah, he's basically <laughs> like, oh, OK, I kind of like exhausted this character. I don't really know what you guys want me to do with this information. Yeah. <laughs> and you then like to be serious now. You want me to change gears? <laughs> exactly. And then like it's, it's like David Duchovny knows that she's in Italy because she tells him that the last time they see each other and. And like, yeah, because when she tells him she's so dramatic, she's just like, well, I'm going away. So I you know. don't have to be reminded so of her. Reminded. It's like, OK, but you are also going to go to Italy either way. I must I must I must flee. I must flee to Italy. <laughs> and so he ends up going to the restaurant and talking to the old men and and basically like the best old men ever, the love, best old men ever. And it's them. not clear like it's clear that some of the people know, but I don't know if the old men knew before. Before that, why, like, why Minnie Driver and David Duchovny had stopped talking. And so he shares story and how he's just, like, confused. Like, he doesn't know what to do with this information. Um, and one of them's like, well, you know, like, like obviously, you know, this is your decision to make. But I, I prayed. When I prayed for her heart, I knew that it would have to come from a really special woman. Um which of course that touches David Duchovny because it's his wife yeah. who he misses. I mean, and, like his wife was great. Like and I don't know was. if we said like, that. Like, she I was, was so great. sad that she died. She was, I was like, so uh, sweet. She just wanted to save the animals. Yeah, she was like, just like and you was, really yeah. believed that they had like like they yes. had, like they were only on screen for five minutes together, and you totally believe that marriage. Yeah, I totally did. Like I thought that they were like such a cute couple, and I totally understand why he would be devastated. Yeah, I was like this one thousand percent makes sense. But yeah. yeah, he has this talk with the older man and then you know it's like the light bulb goes off it's like well maybe as weird as this is this is serendipitous you know yeah. I lose my wife but then I gain this new love and so yeah. he ends up going to Italy of course He, I mean cause, well, the other thing is that he's like so rich that like immediately once he knows where she of course he can go right like, well yeah because there's this ongoing thing in the movie where like they'll be in the city and he'll like point at a building and be like I designed that I'm like, like, is this Frank Lloyd Wright? What is going on? So rich. So funny. It's weird. He's so rich, but he lives in this really basic house. Yeah. That's always messy, but he's just always ordering takeout. And like, (laughs) it's just very funny. I'm like, I guess that's probably what I'd be like if I was rich. I don't know. Um, but I love how they like they totally temper him being rich by just like making him the nicest man that ever lived. <laughs> so oh yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, like you definitely like you like, can't even be mad at him because he's just so nice. Yeah, he he pays his taxes. You know, oh, yeah, no, he he, totally he's does. not evading that shit. Yeah. He just wanted to be an architect, and he, he happened to be good at his job. You know. Yeah, I mean, like, it's weird because I like talking about this movie. I like it more than actually watching it. Like, I because yeah. it's just it's such a sweet premise. It's hard to make fun of. I mean, it's very it's a sweet premise. And yeah. also the actors in it are all really great. Yeah. And so even though the movie is like pretty long, like way too long, way too long. And like, honestly, honestly, for how long it is. Not the a lot romance happens. actually could be more in the center. Yeah. Like there's so much before it and after it. There's yeah. so much like before they even meet and then like after she goes to Italy where they're separate that I think there should be more of actually like their romance. Yeah. Um because there's certainly time for it, <laughs> you know. Um but yeah, it's not I don't know. It's I don't really think of this movie in terms of being good or bad. Yeah. Okay. It just exists. Yeah, it, it's very of its. It's weird because it was like made in two thousand, but it doesn't look like it. It looks like something from the early nineties. Oh, and, you it's know, very nineties aesthetic. I mean, I'm like, it's Bonnie Hunt directing, and I'm like, did she just like pick that because that's where she's comfortable? Yeah, it's very much like you know what women want. Also came out in two thousand, and it looks completely different than this. It looks more modern than this. Oh yeah, what women want was very much like. You know, we're at the, like we're in the two thousand. We're in the two thousands now. Like we're embracing it. Yeah, yeah. This is like the new women. Like it's not the nineties anymore. We're in the two thousands, and this is very much like no. This is still the nineties, actually. Exactly, <laughs> and and it is, and in that sense, it is comforting. Um, it's it's a very homey movie. It's I mean, the plot itself is it's. You know, it's, it's catchy. The plot it's, is it's probably kind like of, the weakest part, though. Yeah, because there's, I mean, because it's so gimmicky in a sense. I don't and know. I don't, I don't know what other word gimmick is really needed either. Like, I kind of yeah. think they could have just beefed up the romance. Yeah, I think they could have beefed up the romance, and it could have been about finding love after losing a partner, or even just like finding love after losing a partner and somebody else finding love who like has dealt with chronic health issues yeah you know and they're both getting back out there or getting out there for the first time yeah. like that that's an interesting that's enough story enough in its own. but i think because they wanted to have her have his dead wife's heart and the they whole had to like build up this tension and then revealing the information and i don't i don't know i don't I know don't how they their could relationship pull that has off. enough sexual energy for the tension that they want right and it didn't go full haunting either like because yeah. there was part of me that was like is this movie gonna get like super uh you know supernatural and we're gonna have like a ghost wife situation and it didn't do that which was probably a good a good decision yeah <laughs> a good decision on the movie's part but um yeah, I don't know if it leaned too much into the plot or not enough into it. I'm not quite sure. It's just, it doesn't zoom in on the romance itself enough. Yeah, I think that's that's the main issue with it. And it's a shame that Bonnie Hunt never directed anything else because I feel like, you know, after a I mean, this is times, her first, uh, you know, her, her debut. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she has, like, like, this is much better than a lot of stuff, you know? that we've covered so and she knows how to create a good environment and bring together an interesting cast so it would have been interesting to see how that would evolve or if it would yeah so 
yeah, no, no hot takes on this. I mean, you could watch it. I mean, I feel like a lot of people have watched it. That's why y'all That's wanted why us to do requested. it so badly. But yeah, I mean, I don't. There's not a whole lot of other movies with this plot, you know. <laughs> yeah, that we can we can compare. And I feel like this episode is so short because I really don't know what there is to say about it like well everybody it's it's funny because for having such an intense like conceptual plot there's not very much conflict in the movie like everybody gets along really well like there's only one argument and that's just actually it's not even an argument like like David Duchovny is in shock and then she goes to Italy. So there's really no conflict. So there's no tension. There's no grit. It's like a lot of nice people getting along. So even though you said you didn't love watching it, there's not a lot to say about that. Yeah, there's not. Because, I mean, this is very much like it's like trying to dissect an episode of Party of Five. Like it was that time. It was that place. There's nothing like there's nothing that like a modern context can do to this is very much like a time capsule of the end of the 90s yeah it is it's it's like um it's like a weighted blanket yeah it's very much a weighted blanket and there's like the song return to me um that plays at the beginning and like throughout the film and i think the end too and i guess that's a song that people who listen to Sinatra like I don't even know if it's Sinatra's song but it's like in that same vein where it's like oh you listen to Bobby Darren you listen to Sinatra yeah exactly they're like oh Frankie Sinatra yeah (laughs) yes yes blue eyes um this is also just the kind of movie where it's like white people like kind of dealing with the fact that the world isn't super white anymore and you can tell with these like their interactions with David Allen Greer. I did love that like David Allen Greer, he shows up for bowling. He doesn't want to be around all these like old people. And then like by the end he's like best friends with all of the old people. Yeah, like, absolutely. So- well because also like David Duchovny is a really sweet guy, but he's kind of a, a wet blanket as a hang. Like, even before his wife dies, like, you can tell he's just an introvert, and that's fine. And so it's funny, because David Allen Greer is just like, oh, finally, like, (laughs) these old dudes know how to hang. Yeah, (laughs) like, it's such interesting. And then, like, the old dudes say, like, dumb shit to him, and he's just, like, so chill about it, too. Like, like, one of them's just like, you know, you know what, you know what black guy I really like? That that Bill Cosby. And, like, (laughs) like, I... And, like, I remember, like, Kyle cringing and me being like, no, that's exactly what an old white man in 2000 would say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And this was in 2000. So this was before, you know, all of the. No, I totally get it. Yeah, that's absolutely for sure. I remember when I was in, like, elementary school and middle school, people would always, like, try to relate. White people would always try to relate to me with Bill Cosby. They'd be like, you do you like, do you like Bill? (laughs) Did you like Bill Cosby? Yeah, I mean, the Cosby show was incredibly popular. I watched it growing up. And then eventually it became, like, do you like Taylor Perry, like I always love to see what black people, white people know about, and which ones the like and then pull you, out. You learn a lot about them. <laughs> you either learn a lot about them, or you learn a lot about what they think they they know about you. And there's just like a whole interesting feedback loop there. Yeah, yeah, it's it's all very funny. But this is like a cute little movie. I'm not sure what y'all wanted us to do it so badly. I don't know if I you know, thought I'm, that I we were going if, to be. I wonder if people thought we'd have like jokes about it, but, but then we were just like, oh, it's nice. <laughs> the thing about it is is that we here at Bad Romance Podcast appreciate sincerity. We do. Like I love I'm tired, y'all. Like I can't be ironic about everything. I love sincerity. I'm yeah. exhausted. Give me a blanket, it's you know? Very yeah. yeah. So you know, um, 
<laughs> you know, I'm sure if this episode like didn't really like um you know like quench your thirst for blood, I'm sure we're being mean uh, about it. Don't worry, movie. we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll get the knives out. The knives are always ready to come out. So. Yeah, but like there's, until there's then, you plenty know, this, of movies that make us mad. This is fine. Like um, yeah. So thank you for listening. Um, just so you know, just in case you didn't know, I did an episode of Blank Check this um, this month. Uh, yeah, this will be out. Yeah, this will be out before the end of February. In February, I did. We talked about Beloved. It was fun. It was great to talk to Griffin and David. You should definitely listen to it and listen yeah. to Blank Check in general. Listen Those to are them. two very nice boys. Absolutely. Um, friends, f- podcast friends. Yes. Um, I will be in Philly on March 6th. Doing uh, at the Good Good Comedy Theater, I think it's called. Um, so you should come. It's like a show called Joke Bath. I'm yes. the headliner. Do it. Uh, I I have not been to Philly since like I was there with my with my abusive boyfriend several years ago. Oh wow! So it'll be my first time back to Philly. Well, you'll a make a new memory. Maybe you can eat like a cheesesteak or something. <laughs> Pop a lactate, have a cheesesteak. Yeah, it's just such an interesting thing. It's like, have you been to Philly? And I was like, once, and it was you're like, a can really I, terrible you're like, experience. You're like, can I say no and just like erase that? <laughs> I should have like, said I've never know. been to Philly. Um, but I'm gonna go. It's gonna be fun. I'm gonna make new memories maybe i'll even make fun of that guy that i was with at the time because i'm you should (laughs) that would be cathartic um unless it's triggering in which case um no it's all good um i have a i think it'll i don't know if it'll be out yet but i'm on an episode of a podcast called frat chat and i interview fraternity brothers about the fraternity and i roast them and (laughs) it's really fun and one of them is actually my roommate and he's a fantastic person they're both really (laughs) lovely people who criticize frat culture but if you want to hear me a homeschooler who went to art school who has no idea about sororities and fraternities ask questions then that will be up soon um um, yeah, we love you guys. Yeah. Um, also, you know, um, episodes have been like late and things like that because I'm sick. There's something um, there's something wrong. We were kind of like just kind of figuring out what it is. But if you're just wondering, I've just been sick. Um, <laughs> so it's kind of hard to do this when I'm sick, but I keep on rolling out of Send bed. Send Jordan love <laughs> because her body's been making things hard for her. Uh, so... Yeah, so you can listen to us anywhere. Please support us and listen to us on all the blogging platforms. You we can love follow it. us on Twitter at Bad Bromance Pod. Um, you can give us like a five star review, an Apple Podcast. Um, our the live show that we recorded on Love Actually, we're actually going to wait to release that for the holidays so you can wait for that you can get i to know hear well, that's very, such a long wait it's such a long wait but you can but also like <laughs> you'll forget about it soon and then it'll be a fun thing yeah it'll be like a thing and the holidays i feel like are always harder for recording so yeah it works out. so it's it's good that we have one you in know. the bag especially one where i where i i don't know if it'll still be timely to talk about bernie sanders eating pussy but <laughs> by december oh yeah it's either gonna be really sad <laughs> <laughs> uh, or like really great 
you know, <laughs> depending on how the election goes. Uh, so yeah, we'll buckle see. up. So that'll be great. Like, and, and I don't know, like it should be coming out in December. If it doesn't, we might do like a Christmas in July thing. If that, even then that'll be the earliest. So all July. that's to say is the it's love just, actually episode will not be up soon. We're no. so sorry. <laughs> no, we just want to save it. And it was a really, it was a really great time. We really loved it. <laughs> what? We did. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? It's because you were like, no, we wanted to save it. No, it's fine. I was like, oh, yeah, no. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, yes, uh, our our theme song is sung by Clutch Douglas. Support them. Very, very cool group. And uh, do we have anything else? No, I think that's all. All right. Well, I've been Jordan Searles. And I've been Bronwyn Isaac. Bye. Bye. Uh, yeah, back it up, back it up. Uh, uh, yeah, let's go this truck. Maybe